On this episode, we talk about the Band 2, changes to the Windows 10 upgrade program, and everything else that is going on in the world of Microsoft. This is the Sam's Report. So today is October 30th, and this is the Sam's Report. So if you haven't been following along on Twitter, uh, just kind of a quick background story here. I have a, about two hours of sleep in me. I took a red eye home from Vegas last night. I was hanging out with Paul and Mary Jo, and we were doing some fun things out there at IT Dev Connections. And uh, what else were we at? We we're also at Vmon. So I am exhausted. I, <laughs> I have not been sleeping. I, I was hoping to get sleep on a plane. And that's always seems to be the, the idea. Book a late night flight, sleep on the way home, get up, feel great. And it never works out. So I took about a two hour nap this morning and woke up just for you guys to do this. And um, so here we are. I have not slept. I am, I believe I have what's called the Vegas flu. Uh, just feel like garbage in general. So apologize for any of that that may come across. But let's not illness and travelness and my just being a dumbass get in the way of what happened with Microsoft this week. Because again, Microsoft, Terry Meyerson, Gabe, they delivered another fun week for us. So let's just kind of start to the top. Um, so a lot of people probably got hardware this week, either your Surface Pro 4 or a Surface Book. I hope you all got Surface Books. I hope, um, <laughs> well, I hope your credit cards were good to you would be, uh, I guess, the crux of that statement because you had to buy them. Unless you somehow got one gifted to you by Microsoft and that uh, condition, congrats. But you are very much an anomaly. So here we are. So Microsoft launched the Surface Book, Surface Pro 4, and with it, they also put out this kind of tacky page that's trying to get MacBook users to convert back to Windows. Now, I, I don't blame them for doing this. It's just one of those kind of PR things. I, I can't imagine that there's too many people who are so ingrained with a MacBook Pro that they have completely forgotten about Windows and don't even know how to switch back. Um, but there you go, Microsoft built this page and it looks kind of like crap, by the way. Usually Microsoft has this great imagery, these parallax images and scrolling and all those good features. No, this page is just a badly Photoshopped Surface Book with a MacBook Air behind it and you can still see the little jaggies on like the, the JPEGification or whatever it is on the site. So whatever, Microsoft built this thing and um, it's, it's dumb, it, it just, it's targeted at these people, but I don't really think it's going to do much. I don't think people are going to be like, you know what? I just love my MacBook. And they, they'd go over there and say, oh, Microsoft, yes, you convinced me. This this is the webpage that did it. It has some tutorials about how to use Windows 10, um, how to get your files and stuff, whatnot, over using OneDrive and the like. But anywho, Microsoft built this. You can find the link on Throt or just go to Microsoft. I don't know, just go to Bing and search um, Surface Book Switch MacBook Pro, and it should pull up pretty highly on there. Being Bing, it should pull it pretty highly there, but we'll see what happens. But anywho, so Microsoft did all this stuff. They pushed out a lot of hardware, and yeah, so people are getting them. People are excited. It seems like the general feedback is matching a lot of uh, the, the reviews, such that myself and Paul wrote, where we have, let's see, really good hardware. Software needs some love. And I'll, I'll dive into this later because I now that I've spent um, a few days on the road with the Surface Book uh, and, and no other options, no backup hardware, you really do begin to see what is actually working with the device and what is not. Oh, so what else did Microsoft do this week? So Microsoft actually launched a new Aero launcher. So this is an interesting thing here. So what Microsoft has done, and this is not really too big of a surprise actually, 
and there were a lot of leaks around this stuff. Um, Mahidi, I know he had quite a good digging around with it previous to launch, is that Microsoft built an Android app launcher. And so what they're doing it is Microsoft built this error launcher, and it's great, and, it's, and you can go look. Paul did a fantastic write of it. But it, I think the story here is bigger, is that Microsoft essentially built an OS um, out of Android. They have all the apps. They now have their own launcher. Really, the only thing that's missing at the end of this, the day is a forked version of Android. That would run on high-end devices. Now they did have that thing with um, Nokia before they split. There was kind of a forked-ish version of Android, but people keep speculating that Microsoft might actually build an Android phone. Um, I have not heard any of these rumors, but all the puzzle pieces are there, right? I mean, they have a launcher, they have all the apps, they have the entire ecosystem with inside of Android. Um, if they want to gain some market share, people we know people love Android and would have it come with all the apps. It would come with the Microsoft experience. And there you go. So it would be interesting to see what Microsoft does with this launcher. If they really do pursue building out their own um, version, their own forked version of Android. Is it going to be a good thing, bad thing? I don't really think it makes a difference. I just think it's interesting to see how deeply Microsoft is now going into the Android community uh, to try to win over users. So that is now out. You can find the links. You can just search Arrow Launcher, and you should be able to pull it up in the Google Play Store. But yeah, I don't. I just find this stuff fascinating. I really do. I, I, I just you look at what's happening to Windows Phone or Windows 10 Mobile. Microsoft's making some dramatic changes there. And do they go all the way with it? Do they go all the way and actually build out a forked version of Android? Now, who's going to install it? Who would use it? Uh, Cyanogen might be a big target. They might go after other OEMs. I mean, think about that. Think about if Microsoft started pitching this version of Android comes with no royalty fees. So that, that would be, I think, the catch is they go to somebody like Samsung or HTC and say, hey, install our version of Android. We won't charge you royalty fees. It comes with all our great stuff. And there you go. That's a really interesting model, actually. I'd be curious, actually, to see if they do that. Now that they kind of ran across my head as I was thinking about that. The royalty fees is where they, they would get people, not that HTC would be just drooling over the fact of running Microsoft software, not that it would hurt them, but the fact that they could Microsoft could leverage that point of saying, hey, we won't charge you as much for that. Anywho, not to delve upon that, because we're just kind of kind of keep moving along here so I don't fall asleep at behind the wheel or die from sickness, is that Microsoft actually outlooked uh, outlooked updated Outlook for iOS and Android this week, and they integrated Sunrise uh, Calendar. So if you have not used Outlook, uh, which was a, the, through the Accompli acquisition, so it's it's Outlook, but it was really just another email application that was the best in the industry. And Microsoft bought it, rebranded it to Outlook, and they updated it. Um, I'm a big user of this. I really, I use it on my iPhone. I use it on the Android phones that I use. Um, it's, a, it's a best in class email app. Microsoft, this was a fantastic purchase for them. It really was. And they updated it. And what did they do? The biggest kind of thing that they integrated here was they also bought Sunrise Calendar. Same idea, a really good device, a really good app. And so Microsoft has now kind of integrated that calendar into the actual Outlook app. And so you kind of have a better experience. And they polished up the UI and um, made it a little bit quicker, faster, bugs, much, you know, seems faster type thing. But it's out now. You can download it. If you have not used this Outlook app, I highly recommend it because it is fantastic. It Really, especially if you're on iOS, iOS has such a garbage. I, I don't know how Apple gets away with this. Such a garbage 
Oh my gosh, I'm feeling like garbage itself. But um, <laughs> Android iOS has such a garbage built-in um, email app that I'm really surprised that they didn't even try to buy it or whatever. But anywho, go download it. It's great. Microsoft, good job on this stuff. Don't screw it up. It's it's a great email app. So it's been updated. <laughs> so what else happened this week? A lot. A lot happened this week. This is where we start to get fun. So the Band 2 review which I have been using, um, I don't know, about two weeks or so, it is now out. I wrote it up on Petri, and Paul wrote his up on Throt. And so here's the, the TLDR of the review. It is a immaculate improvement over the previous generation, which, I mean, if you just look at them, you got, like, the square brick approach, and then you've got, like, the Arc de Triumph over here, where it's just nice, bendy, and, and I mean, like, this thing is just not flexible in the bands and you got the squishy goodness over here. Um, so by all accounts, a, a very good update on all fronts, uh, much more ergonomic, uh, better display, rounded display. And so far, no scratches. I mean, this guy, the original band is, looks like a chopping block. Um, we were joking this week that we honestly just think that the band one, they went to order a hundred and they accidentally ordered 10,000 and then they're like, Oh shit. So now we're going to sh ship it. Um, looking back, obviously, just making the joke because of how much better this one is. So all the features work great. I'm easily getting two days worth of battery life. I've already done about a thousand calories um, since you get it. Well, you got to figure that since midnight, and I was on a plane and blah blah blah. Um, but realistically, really good update for 249. It's on the high end of the fitness devices, but it does more though. So you got to remember that it does email notifications. It will do uh, Siri if you're on Windows phone, or Siri. Cortana, if you're on Windows Phone, it will do SMS notifications. So it's it's not quite a smartwatch. I don't want people to say, "Hey, I'm buying the Band 2 um, because it's a smartwatch." Don't because it does. It's a little bit less functional than a smartwatch, but it is more functional than a standard fitness device. So I like to call it like a fitness plus device because you're getting fitness and then you're also getting plus productivity. Uh, productivity basically meaning email, calendar, and SMS. Um, somebody asked, does this, the band, the screen on the band do have to be worn on the inside of the wrist or like the original? Um, no, actually, I can. Here, I'll see if I can do it here. It actually, I actually prefer it on top. So you can see there it works good on top. Now, for those of you who do like it screen side down, it does actually work here. So you actually do have the option here for doing both. Um, I prefer generally actually screen side up this time around, which I was completely opposite the last time we were doing this. So, so the Band 2, really good. My biggest complaint about the Band 2, actually, is this bottom clasp. So you can see here, it's still quite large. Um, and on when you're using it, it's still, for me personally, uh, it's just not the most comfortable thing. Um, it's don't get me wrong. It's it's much much better than the other one. I still can't get used to typing with this Mostly because this kind of raises my wrist up quite a bit and Because it's metal on the bottom. There's just like this constant tapping on the desk and it, it just kind of drives me nuts But what I do use I mean when I'm out and about and when I'm running especially when I'm running I'm using this guy. It is great uh, It's a good improvement the couple things to be aware of while the screen does not scratch this metal well, it's hard to see with the lighting here. The metal clasp on the bottom is scratched to all hell. And also the 
you can see this a little bit better. You can see there's a lot of dings and scratches in the little mechanism that you snap into. Not the end of the world by any means, but for 249 to have this thing scratching out of the box, um, especially on this part because it, it does get beat up on the bottom of the clasp, is a little bit frustrating. That being said, that's really where the complaints kind of end. There, It's a good device. My wife really likes it. Um, she actually has been wearing it, I believe, more than me. And I don't know, like, it's good. And the screen, it, it might be hard to see in here, it's, it's really bright and vibrant. And there's no lag at all in this thing. I mean, look at this. It's just gestures just work. It's just smooth. And Microsoft did a good job here. Um, and, and the buttons have this really nice tactile feel. I'm, I'm a big button person. Like if the buttons feel like shit, then I can't use it. And these guys, they have this nice clicky mechanism. It's all made out of aluminum up here, or it might be stainless steel. And it, it just feels nice. Like it, it feels and looks remarkably better compared to version one. So here's here's my opinion on this. If you have version one, buy version two. There's no question about it. You will be happy with it. You will You will be very happy with it. If you are looking for a fitness device, should you buy the band too? So there's a it, you need to understand what do you want out of a fitness device. If all you want is calorie tracking and the very very basics of fitness, you can find a cheaper Fitbit will do, that will do exactly that. But if you're looking for a device that does fitness very well, which this thing does, it does it tracks everything very very well. And then you want a little bit more where, because you know you're going to have it, you want it to do SMS, you want it to do just to check your email and whatnot. This is a pretty good, pretty good option. It's in the same price range as some of the upper end Fitbits, so it's not too high. I mean, it's two forty nine, but it's much, much cheaper than a smartwatch, which is around three forty nine and on up, depending on what you want to get. So, Band Two, really good version for Microsoft. If they could just make it just a teeny bit more comfortable and figure out how to get rid of this massive plastic hump on the bottom then I think they would have a home run. So from version one to version two, I mean, just look at these things. I mean, just look at the, look at the differences. I mean, it just looks so much better. So good job, Microsoft. Definitely a step in the right improvement. You guys are doing good things here. And I think this will sell reasonably well um, once people realize that it's fitness and productivity in one. So that's the band two. You can check out more on petri.com or on Throt. We both put up our reviews. And I believe it's shipping now to customers, and you'll be able to go to a store here very, very soon and actually just try them on and pick it up. Um, for reference, this is a medium. I wear a medium, and I have smaller wrists. There is a small option that must be absolutely tiny. I know Paul wears um, Paul wears the large, and it's actually too big, so which he likes because then he can wear loose. So... Let's see, moving on here to what else did Microsoft do this week? So Gabe pulled a twofer on us uh, on, let's see, what was that? Wednesday, Gabe says, oh, we got some big stuff coming. We got some big stuff coming. And I was like, well, I think I can probably take a guess at what that is. It's not too hard. And they pushed out two builds. They pushed out a mobile build and they pushed out a desktop build. So the desktop build, 10576, pretty much flat in terms of new features for the most part they did add the ability to cast directly from edge to a mirror cast or dna dlna type device and what this means is that you can stream youtube and other content directly from the edge browser to a display like i could like probably do it like the one behind me that has the microsoft mirror cast dongle and it's nice i haven't used it yet um it took a while to get the build to download over hotel Wi-Fi. I'm sure they were very happy about me trying to do that. 
But anywho, so that is what's primarily new, and then other bug and fix and fixes and whatnot. Um, fortunately, they fixed the bug that killed my Dell XPS 13. That after updating, it was in a complete blue screen loop. Um, that was fun. So that bug has been fixed. And then on the phone side, uh, 10581, which is, to me is kind of interesting because it's a newer build than what's on the desktop. And it was pri primarily Microsoft actually said there are no new features. This is just bug instability. They fixed the bug, the upgrade bug, to go um, you know, from older versions to new versions. You no longer have to go back. And the reason why I think that there are no new features, and I don't think we're going to see any large features here for a while, is that they're getting ready to ship the OS. So they're most definitely in lockdown at this point, and they're just trying to bug crunch, bug crash, bug smash. There we go. That's the right word I'm looking for. So that's why you're not really seeing much on new on the phone side. I mean, the Lumia 950 and 950 XL are supposed to be out uh, this month or next month, I should say. Well, yeah, it is the end of October, so next month. And they got to get the OS done. So... Yeah, they're not going to add features. They've at this point they're just trying to polish it up as fast and as furious as they can because they got to get it onto these phones so then they can start actually shipping them. Which is kind of a scary thought for those of us who've used Windows 10 Mobile lately. Um, yeah, so Windows 10 Mobile updated coming coming soon. Actually, I think pretty soon here in the next few weeks we should uh, hear a lot more about this stuff. So Windows 10 Mobile out, desktop out. You can download those now. No ISOs given this time around, although I wish they would, Gabe, if you're listening. If you could just start doing that, that would be awesome. Um, other big news of the week, though, and that I started hearing kind of stuff was going to come down the pipe from this, and this is why I started hinting about it on Twitter. So Microsoft made some pretty significant changes to the Windows 10 upgrade program. Terry Myerson put out a blog post. And so they're, what they're doing is they're changing the Windows 10 upgrade and it comes through Windows Update from an optional to a recommended update. Um, and they said sometime next year, I believe. And so what this is going to do is it's really just going to force Windows 10 to be downloaded, not installed. People who are saying this is going to auto-install everything. Um, no, is what this will do is this will then download the bits onto people's machines who have previously said, no, I don't really want it, um, if they have recommended uh, updates installed. And this is kind of a, this is a really bullish move by Microsoft. They said, you know what? We know business users can protect themselves. We're just going to kind of screw the consumer over here. And I have really mixed feelings about it because what's going to happen now is they're removing one barrier to installing Windows 10, which is you had to actually download the update and opt in. So now they're opting you in by default because most people have recommended updates download automatically. Now, you will still have to click to install Windows 10. It will not install on its own, but I suspect that this is how Microsoft is going to juice the, the adoption rate. They're going to get it on the machines and say, hey, just click this, please, and then they'll you know install Windows 10. They'll install it, and those people will be updated. And while they will have 30 days to reboot, to, to technically to roll back and not have any issues, you know, issues, although I've heard people have had issues rolling back, um, it's just kind of a ballsy move by Terry and the crew that Windows 7 people, they can be very happy. Mary Jo Foley is one of them. She, I don't think she one of her machines has not been updated. And they're just very happy with the OS. And so Microsoft is saying, okay, you can still be happy and you can still use it, but we're going to download it just in case, just in case this one time now we can actually convince you to upgrade because obviously they're pushing very hard to get more installs of Windows 10 and blah, 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 blah. But what's really crap about this is 
if you have Windows 7 and you're a consumer and you don't want to install Windows 10, Microsoft tells you to turn off installing updates and that you should automatically, and that if you want to remain protected and not run to Windows 10, that you need to manually check and install. And that's a crap situation. It gets even worse because if you're on a metered connection, this is the only way you can block it is by to opting out of automatic updates. So then you're taking security into your own hands and your own brain and having to remember to run Windows Update and unselect and do all that. It's just kind of crap that Microsoft doesn't give you a way out. They're so, they've got such a pineapple, pineapple up their ass that everybody has to install Windows 10 that they're willing to kind of sacrifice some of the good features that they built into Windows that allowed people not to do the, take these updates and say, okay, screw you. Take this update, put it on your machine. Sorry if you run out of space, our bad, um, and install Windows 10 against you know your will if you don't want to. But anyhow, that's what they've done. They're getting more aggressive with Windows 10. They are trying to eradicate the earth of Windows 8, which shouldn't be too hard, and primarily Windows 7. So yeah, that update is now, uh, <laughs> that update, I don't know when they're going to make the official takeover. I'm sure they'll let us know, although it would be very much like them to say, oh, oops, we forgot, and then everybody's already downloaded it. And there you go. So I want to talk about the Surface Book here a little bit before I completely crash. So um, it's been out now, and there's been some issues with it. And initially, we were told because we have pre-production models, this is a pre-production Surface. Um, at the time was running pre-production OS type stuff and or pre-production firmware that shipping models you know will be fixed or whatnot. So here's a, a high-level issue of the rundown. The Intel display driver crashes very frequently. Um, the keyboard base just randomly stops working. And the, the worst of them is that you'll put the device to sleep, but it doesn't really go to sleep. And the battery just drains and it gets very hot. All three of these issues impacted myself and Paul. Um, while we were in Vegas, and to some extent, I don't think Mary Jo had the display driver crashing issue. Um, all impacted us while we were in Vegas. But it's one thing to have it affect our machines, uh, but then if you go look at the Microsoft answer forms, they are, they're all the same issues are there, um, and which means Microsoft hasn't actually fist, fixed them yet, which is disturbing. Uh, it, it makes me sad, to be honest. It really does, because I love this machine. Like, Paul took a picture of Mary Jo and I working. Um, we were at a bar, go figure, um, working on this stuff. And I really like this hardware. I genuinely really like the hardware. But the software bugs are driving me bonkers. Because, like, when we were walking between rooms one day, or it was probably a mile we had to walk, and I just, you know, you hit the button, turn it off, and put it in your backpack. And when we got to the, our location, it, my machine was so hot and I had lost about 30% of the battery life just because it didn't go to sleep. And then like the machine, I don't know, machine like freaks out in your bag and just gets all super hot. And um, yeah. And these issues are not isolated to these machines. So if you have one, I'd be curious to see if anybody does. And if you are experiencing these, I, I still want to, like my, my really honest advice here about the Surface Book is, it's if you're gonna buy one, I would almost wait like six weeks just for them to get the bugs out, or at least a better feel for them. They have the, they have pushed out one firmware update. I'm not really sure what it fixed, but it supposedly fixed things. But um, yeah, so 
I don't know. I'm really bullish. I love my Surface Surface Book, and I will continue to use so, and I will continue to do it, use it. I'm not going to get rid of it by any means, but the bugs are are starting to stack up, and now that consumers who paid good money for these things are seeing them, that you know it's somewhat unacceptable. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, on two to three hours worth of sleep over the past two days, a red eye flight and some sort of cold bronchitis or SARS flu thing that you picked, that I picked up on the metal tube overnight, I am going to go take a nap. So I appreciate everybody chiming in and dealing with my sickness. Hopefully it'll be better next week. But today is October 30th, the last Friday. Enjoy Halloween and have a good weekend, everybody.